Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Fantastic True Achievements podcast. I am joined today by Jack. Hello. Hello and Dave. How are we doing? Uh, yeah, good. On a Sounds like Jack's on a delay. Um, we've got a million and one games to talk about as usual. Uh, let's crack on. Let's start with our ID stream. So ID streams, wow. We have gone crazy on Beam. <laughs> Not only are we streaming every single day and sometimes twice a day we've also built the world's first ever achievement <laughs> tracking overlay promotional automatic follower tagging system <laughs> too many too many adjectives to describe it but it is quite something to behold and i recommend you join us in our beams live to see it in action or you can watch any of the youtube videos from um well, the last couple of days, because it's only been live really since uh, Tuesday, I would say. Let's just quickly recap on Friday's stream. Uh, Jack did Uncanny Valley. Yeah. So it's a really weird game. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. <laughs> you start the game off and you wake up in an alleyway in a coat. You then have okay. to push a bin to a fence <laughs> so you can climb over the fence. So far, then so normal. You walk down the street and you get jumped by a load of people. Then you wake up in a bed with your coat and your scarf on. Right, that is literally <laughs> what happened to me last Friday. <laughs> so that is weird. And that is uncanny. Then you go and get a job as a security guard and you're kind of snooping around the building. You have a timer saying so many hours left of your shift. Then your shift ends and you just wake up again and you rinse and repeat. But you've got to kind of get to the bottom of a mystery. Um Within the time, there are kind of five different endings, I think, or five different distinct playthroughs you can do. And the developers actually recommend that on the title screen and replaying the game again. But I got to one of the endings in about 45 minutes and it was, okay. a, it was a bad ending. Yeah, right. the ending you got must have been pants because no, everybody in the stream was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the end? It's just, yeah. <laughs> Just ended up being dismembered, not to give any spoilers. Wow. But, okay. So quite That's violent. Game as well. Many achievements popped. Uh, two or three, I think. I think it was potentially okay. two. Not, not really then. Yeah, not too many. Okay, uh, interesting game. So let's move on to Monday. So Monday, oh, what a stream this was. We did a double hour session with the legendary Sniper Elite Four. Now, Jack, you played Sniper Elite Three. I did not. I played Zombie oh. Army Trilogy, made okay, by the, sorry, same by the same developers. Oh, no, sorry. The reason you you were very experienced in this game was not because you played three, it's because you played four at Gamescom. Yes. So how has the game moved on since the time you, you played it back then? To be and, honest, um, back when I played it, it seemed pretty polished anyway. Um, they yeah. were almost at the final stages of a project at that point, and it was just kind of tidying up, adding it, getting all the effects and stuff sorted... That's interesting, because that's six months ago, and it's only just come out this week. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know if they were there in terms of level content. Obviously, I only played one level, so it might have just been the kind mm. of filler and adding... Building the rest of the game. Yeah, the rest of the game. But in terms of the core mechanics, that was all pretty much there, and it all felt really solid. So, like, the sound masking, the triangulation... Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a bit about the game for those who haven't played any of the previous series. I'm assuming it's a very similar principle to the previous ones, but you are a lone wolf... Um, army soldier type dude sniper obviously mm -hmm. um attacking the nazis camps um and you start off a way outside a camp on the first level you have various weapons 
all with pretty limited ammo mm-hmm. initially. Um, and you've got a set of binoculars. And you've got a mini-map, sort of GTA-style mini-map. But you've also got a big um, overview map that you can go to by pressing the menu button. Uh, and the maps were enormous, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really big. So we only played one level. Well, it, I think it took us just over an hour to defeat the first level. Mm-hmm. Um, because the map was so big, but also you are very conscious of trying not to um, cause too much alarm amongst the enemy. So I think the way to play the game is generally to sit back, wait for someone to be uh, separated from the rest of his group and then take him out with a long-range sniper shot. Mm-hmm. As soon as you sort of dived into the did a sort of Call of Duty style run and gun um, things got much harder um, so really it was a case of yeah trying to either wait for two guys to get close enough together that you could do like a double sniper shot mm-hmm. killing both of them with one shot or by using the environment um, so like gas cans or red barrels obviously red barrels everyone knows explode <laughs> the slightest way of contact um, get them close to some red barrels or even like taking out truck engines yeah, and kind of making stuff look accidental as well, like there was a crane in the first level. Oh, yes. I shot the clasp that was holding the load, and that dropped down onto the guys and knocked them over an edge. Mm. But I'd always yeah. compare it in some ways to Hitman. Yes, I can see that. So it's a similar vibe, but as as we say, it's like quite a long first level. But um, really nice environments. Very, very good graphically, uh, but the most impressive thing visually was the the death death kill cam, <laughs> um, which uh, I don't even know how you describe it. If you've ever seen a twenty four hours in A and E, it's like almost medical in its um, its depiction of of deaths. So you get like a almost like an X ray, I guess, of the of the skeleton yeah, of the, of the like, target. Uh... A, a section through the body, I suppose, like a cut through yeah. the body almost. So you can yeah, see like all the skin becomes invisible, but you can see all the organs um, and the skeleton behind them. And then you see your bullet in ultra slow mo as the camera r- sort of pans around the guy's body, uh, <laughs> sort of going through the heart or the lungs or the in in a couple of cases testicles, <laughs> and it causing a, a dramatic explosion, <laughs> uh, which was pretty like. Grim. Yeah. <laughs> and the game is an eighteen. Doesn't um, make you tense up whenever you see it, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does, especially the nutshots. They were yeah. like, oh, um, pain. But yeah, amazing. And you get points for how like accurate you are with your <laughs> with your with your shooting. Um, and we were playing it on the easy level because we wanted to show as much off as the game as we could. But um, as soon as we stepped up to medium, then different factors came into play. So you had uh, wind drop. Or yeah. bullet drop, brother, yeah, and bullet wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, as, obviously the further away you are, your bullet drops um, due to gravity. And also the wind plays a factor as well. But uh really polished sniper game. I, I haven't played one like it. And I normally I don't like stealthy type games, but I really enjoyed playing this. I thought it was excellent. Uh, we should mention it is full price, even though it is releasing under the ID program. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 42 gigs as well I think it's the biggest ID game so far as well I'm pretty sure it is yeah I mean it's pretty much just, just it's a regular full, t- a layer, yeah. full title isn't it um, I'm not sure if I think it was slightly under the full price pricing mm-hmm. of a normal box copy of a game would be but still um, yeah sort of 30-40 pounds um, for the copy but the two hours we played I loved it we should mention the um, sort of horde mode that I had to go at 
so you're yeah, so similar I... principle to any other horde mode really you think, um, enemies come in waves the hardest thing about this is obviously it's is you can't play in the same tactics because the, there's groups of enemies looking for you and as soon as they hear a single bullet you're in a bit of trouble so that is much more like your standard um run and gun style horde mode where you, your sniper rifle is not much good to you really you can maybe take out a couple of the guys right at the start but the rest of the time you're going to be using your pistol um or machine gun but um fantastic game i should mention the achievements really really uh, they weren't out when we played the game but they still pop on the xbox well, I think we only popped one in the whole two-hour game. Mm. Um, there's quite a lot of things that were like cumulative that you'd get in the course of a playthrough. So kill X number of enemies um, with certain weapons and things like that. Uh, but uh, it looked like quite quite an interesting achievement list. There was quite a few for just doing uh, each level as well. Mm. And there's difficulty-based levels for completing the game on each of the four different difficulties as well. But super game. Loved it. Uh, really really enjoyed it recommend checking out our video if you are interested uh, moving on to spheroids which we played on tuesday mm-hmm. uh, tell us about that jack it was a little platformer um and you had a i don't know if it was, it was almost a spring wasn't it that you shot upward and when that made contact with something it when it made a contact with the top of the bottom of the screen, it disintegrated, Bounce disappeared. Back, yeah, yeah, and um, there were enemies kind of bouncing angles across the screen, and if they made contact with it, they would die. Yeah, so it's like a slide side scrolling platformer, um, sort of Mario style, very eight bit graphically. Yeah. Um, with yeah, as you said, lots of bouncing balls around the screen, and if they touch you, you die. Um, you had about. Four or five lives, I think, at the start yeah. of each level, and it uh, kind of slowly introduced more mechanics. But it, you kind of start at uh, the beginning of the level, obviously, and <laughs> you continue a little bit, and then you'd be trapped in a room, and you'd have to kill all the enemies in order to progress and to open the doors. Yeah, yeah, and the interesting mechanic was so the the red enemies died immediately, but the yellow enemies um, would bisect when you shot them, just like asteroids, which I'm guessing is something to do with the spheroids name uh so if you had one big yellow one uh you'd shoot it and it would make two medium-sized yellow ones and then you shoot each of them and you'd end up with eight uh, or even four um smaller ones and then eight tiny ones and obviously all of them need to be destroyed and there's it gets harder and harder and harder because yeah. you've got tiny little things flying around and then it started in introducing some more mechanics like a grappling hook oh yes um, and the sort of Parallax. Yeah, the portals. So you went for a portal and you ended up in the background of the game on a different plane. Then you'd have to kind of solve a puzzle there or kill some enemies there and then jump back to the front plane to get through a door that you'd opened with a switch on the back plane. Or Yeah. Um, It was a fun and not massively challenging um, platformer. I enjoyed it more than I've enjoyed some of the ones that have made me want to smash my controller into my face (laughs) over and over. but probably doable um, completion-wise, I would imagine. Well, it didn't get particularly tricky, did it? No. The difficulty ramped up a little bit, but it wasn't crazy. Uh, but quite a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. MX Nitro. So, Jack, you're the Trials King. Tell us about this Trials-like game. Well, it was like Trials in respect. <laughs> you <laughs> had a motorbike like and you were going sideways. Uh, it wasn't as fiddly. It wasn't... Mm. 
kind of a platformer trying to get over obstacles or anything. It was more about speed and tricks, I'd say. Yeah, it's more of an arcade yeah. racer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, you're on a little motorbike. You have, uh, depending on what tricks you do, you earn boost. Your boost obviously makes you go quicker. And you're either going to be head-to-head against another racer, uh, head-to-head against multiple racers, trying to score a certain amount, or trying to... Uh, there's one mode where we had to wheelie. Oh, yeah, the wheelie so, mode. Yeah. Yeah, so there's like a career mode where you've got um, lots of different locations, and each one, I think, has four different levels to it. Uh, some of them are races, as you say. Um, you've got different bikes you can buy. You've got different upgrades you can buy for each bike. But the key thing is that as you do tricks, you earn boost. Tricks means boost, um, and you'll need that to to win the level. As well as winning the level, there's a couple of challenges for each one. So you might have to do a particular trick or do a wheelie for five seconds or get 30 meters in front of your other mm-hmm. opponents or all sorts of different ones, actually, that were quite interesting and added an extra dimension to it. I actually bought this and played it on my own tag last night for a few hours uh, we got quite a lot of the achievements in the stream actually i think we got eight out of 20 22 or eight out of 27 or something um i've got seven of those myself now uh and i'm really enjoying it but the difficulty level has really ramped up so i've got to the end of like the fifth world and there is a one-on-one boss battle that i'm really struggling with even though i've gone back and re-raced other events to get cash so I can upgrade my bike. I've I've not managed to do it yet, and I spent about forty minutes just on one level last night. I couldn't do it, so it was really annoying me. Um, but I really, it's quite frustrating because I really enjoyed the first sort of first hour. I was just rattling through them. Um, a really interesting list of achievements as well. Um, so if you like stuff like trials, but you think it's too fiddly, I would recommend this because it's much more arcadey. Felt a little um, bit like uh, MX versus ATV. It's almost a cross between that and trials, I suppose. Mm. in terms of you yeah. losing the full 3D but it's more arcadey racer yeah it's yeah. on a fixed plane we should probably mention that like Trials is yeah. Uh, but yeah good fun and uh, I would recommend that game um, then we played IO which is oh, I don't know how, this, okay so this is like a single page puzzler where you play a ball uh-huh. so a wheel almost a wheel, yeah, it did look yeah. wheelish. So you can roll, but also grow and shrink. Mm-hmm. And your momentum changes depending on how big or small you are. And you've got like a, almost like a maze to get through from point A to point B. Uh, we started off relatively simple, and I think we we both found it quite easy for the first mm-hmm. first 10 or so levels. There's 150 basic levels in the game, which is a lot. And their difficulty level really cranks up. They're in um, sets of... 25, I think they were in sets, yeah. six sets of 25. I think we did get through over just over 50 levels, didn't we? Yeah, we did because there's yeah there's achievements regularly dished out for playing X number of levels and also getting gold, silver, and bronze in X number of levels, um, and we we got quite a few of them. But uh, yeah, the difficulty level they introduce like a new mechanic, don't they? Every yeah, every, every level pack section. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they were set up in level packs. So, uh, it, the first one was quite simple. The second one was still reasonably simple. Mm-hmm. And then level three introduced, like, wind and gravity. So flipped flipped gravity, which was just like, whoa. We did finish level 150, though, didn't we? We skipped straight to it at one point. Mm. And that yeah, seems to see what relatively see what easy. Like. Yeah, weirdly. Yeah. Um, very tricky game. Uh, lots of people quite enjoying it in the stream, though. Mm. 
Um, so it's obviously it has um, fans that genre. I think it's already been out on phone and uh, Windows well, it 10. actually came out the same day. Phone and Windows 10, just a different okay. publisher and not under the ID mantra. Different publisher. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was there not a double pack bundle you could buy, so you got it on both it's, phone and I think Windows. It is cross purchase on Windows and Windows Phone. Okay. So if you buy it on one, you'll get it on both. Don't hold me to that though. Might have got the wrong end of a stick. <laughs> okay. I should mention the presentation was excellent on this game. All the menu system was really cool. Like sort of. Um, really, it was all really in nice style of the game, wasn't it? Everything was kind yeah. of the main point of it is your uh, wheel, and everything was kind of wheel shaped and circular. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff <laughs> all over the place. But yeah, enjoyable. But um, I think it, almost impossible completion. The bits where we had to climb up walls. Oh by pulsing your ball <laughs> um, <laughs> we struggled with those are words not I don't often use um, finally last night we <laughs> um, we did another double stream yesterday and we managed to um, stream an early version of Riptide GP Renegade so Riptide GP was a game that came out I think it was on Xbox One a couple of years ago Riptide GP2 <laughs> GP2 gosh yeah. I've not even played the first one Okay, so I actually fully completed this. It is a sort of wave racer style jet ski um, racing game where, again, you have different types of events. So you'll have your normal race against loads of people. You'll have an elimination race where the person at the back gets eliminated after X number of seconds until you get down to one person. Then you've got your trick events. You've got your slalom events. Um, Very, very cool. All on water all in different environments. So sometimes it'll be like really choppy seas. Sometimes it'll be like futuristic mm-hmm. water runs that are set up inside like an industrial uh, factory type thing. Just um, pretty crazy. But uh, lots of jumps all over the place. Lots of tricks to learn. Lots of different jet skis to purchase and upgrade. Very sort of similar idea to MX Nitro, I guess. But um, this just looked like a much more pretty and polished version of the previous game. And I, I loved it straight away. Got really into it straight away. Um, having got the full thousand in the first game, Dave, did you play the first thousand? Yeah. Did uh, the that, first yeah. thousand, the first game. Yeah. I did that? Did yeah. you complete that? Yeah. It and was, what did you think of that? It was good. I enjoyed it until I think there was the achievements in that were a bit weird where you got, I don't know, say there's 10 achievements. You got nine relatively quickly and then the last one was like grinding races yeah. to, to earn money to buy like all the jet skis or something so that's right but normally that's one i would never get so it says something in itself that i actually bothered to do that <laughs> yeah, but, yeah um, watching you yesterday there was even some like a, a, the the courses that look really familiar from yeah as if they've been taken yeah. from that game maybe i, I don't know and there was some um there was some I, I don't think there were police in the first game I don't remember no, that, but there was it was halfway through one of the levels. We got a load of police coming, just trying to ram you, and uh, it was all kicking off. It was pretty cool, but um, I really enjoyed it. We're going to stream it again on Monday. Um, Jack, you've not played a game like this previously. You've not played any of the series, so uh, did you enjoy? It looked like you enjoyed it. Yeah, it reminded me. Um, I haven't played this specific series, but it reminded me a little bit of F Zero. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good fun though. Um, a little bit more finesse to the controls when I thought there would be you couldn't just kind of wang the sticks around you had to use the air brake and be kind of yeah. subtle with your movements in order to maintain your speed and get around the corner yeah I mean to be honest that stuff get you pick it up pretty quickly you know the thing I remember from the first game is that um, the speed 
really dramatically increases as you go through it, as I suppose is the way in quite a lot of races. So the, the first hour isn't really symptomatic of the actual full experience that you get from the game. I think once you upgrade um, and get a couple more um, jet skis that are, that are much more powerful, you really get to appreciate how, how fast that game can get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really looking forward to playing the playing that again uh, on Monday it's, it's so right up my alley I love stuff like that um, let's just talk about our schedule for next week then so we are playing Vertical Drop Heroes HD today followed by Typo Man Revised which apparently is a very interesting game so I'm quite looking forward to that one as I mentioned Riptide again on Monday and we've got another copy of the game to give away for that a game called Vaccine on Tuesday I've got to be careful how I say this shift happens on <laughs> Wednesday, which looks really interesting, sort of um, claymation morphing style game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zombie Vikings on Thursday, and then Chime Sharp, which is like a, a music rhythm puzzle game on Friday next week. So as usual, we will be giving away copies of those games. Come and check out our amazing new Beam overlay um, and join the fun. Uh, we're getting quite a following on there now, regularly having sort of 70 plus people in our stream. So join us on beam it's a lot of fun uh it's a bit faster than twitch we've got bots galore doing all sorts of funky stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's pretty cool i think dave you're quite enjoying the bot programming side of it yeah it's uh, the, 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 it's so much better than, uh, than twitch just i know we said it before but just how quick you can respond to just, so you know if you yeah. mess up in a game or something we can do a bot command like and you can read it straight away and everybody has a bit of a laugh and yeah it. get better oh, yeah. yeah get good but you, like everything's so quick, it's so seamless. Like it seems like you're replying straight away. It's like as if you're having a proper conversation. Yeah, no, it's good. In fact, Joe um, Angel SK asked us a, a question about how we're enjoying the Beam stuff so far. But I think you can tell we're absolutely loving it, and uh, I hope you're enjoying our, our overlay stuff that we're providing to keep track of all the achievements we're popping. In fact. I think on Nitro MX we popped two at once that we'd already registered on screen before either of them <laughs> popped up on the Xbox, which is pretty sweet. Um, so check it out. Um, other games. So it's still GTA SC. We're still in it, amazingly. Um, Dave, tell us about what you've been playing this week for that. Oh, in fact, before we even get to that, let's talk about For Honor. Okay, yeah. So uh, reviewing it, but the because it's pretty much everything's sort of like saved online for it, even the single player progress and things. So the codes didn't come until actual release day when the servers got turned on. Uh, it's been good. Like uh, one thing that worried me was the single player campaign. Uh, there's three campaigns. There's obviously three factions in the game. There's the Samurais, Vikings and like the, the okay. Knights. So you play as all of them, do you? Yeah, so the campaign, the campaign revolves like round one sort of like boss who's trying to keep this war going basically and you play as different characters each of the factions has got like four different styles of fighters in it so you do the campaign and you move through each of them Uh, pretty enjoyable it looks nice pretty it's not especially long so i think i've done the first one it had about six sort of chapters within the the night section interesting enough enjoying it like it's worthwhile for the single player i think um and then the main bit is the online it's it's kind of a mix between like a a a fighting game and something like um overwatch you know like the 4v4 types thing going on and a bit hack and slash if you played 
what was the uh, early rise? One? Rise, yeah. It, it's similar to that in terms of you got all the the counters and the dodge and then okay. you the attacks. But on this one, you got to be much more precise because you can actually uh-huh. you, <laughs> you use the right stick to sort of like change stance with your character. So you can hit from like above or left or right. So then you've got to kind of watch what your opponent's doing and block on the same side. Otherwise, you know, that you get hit. So it, it, even though you can kind of rush in and button mash and... I was just about to say, am I going to fail miserably? Like the, as soon as you get to somebody who's good at the game, if you try button mashing, you'll be dead in seconds because <laughs> you have like a stamina. So if you start just flailing heavy attacks... And they can read you, especially if you're doing it the same direction. They just go block, 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 and then you're knackered and can't do anything. They just take you apart. So that's interesting. Uh, these four, these four or five main game modes in it. There's, there's one that's a bit like, uh, I think it's called Dominion. It's a bit like, uh, you know, three areas on the map that you have to capture. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, like a team death match, like a four v four. Uh, there's an elimination, so four v four. But when you're dead, you're dead. And then there's like a, a couple. There's like a two on two and a one on one. Been working well. The servers are a bit spotty still. Oh, that's interesting. I always find with Ubisoft games that the servers just aren't up to scratch on the like when it releases. Since right. most of the games they do, but quite often you'll be in a game and get kicked out towards the end, or even when it's matchmaking, it'll say you've joined a the game, then give you a network error and things. It's a bit. Needs a bit of work, I think. Okay. I don't think it, it's definitely not for everyone. If you just want to go hacking and slashing, you got no chance, to be honest. Right, okay. You have got to learn it and take time to learn it. Like the first night I played it online, by the end of it, I was just like, what is going on? Because <laughs> <laughs> you play the story and it's like, yeah, I'm getting this nice and simple. As soon as you go online, it was like, destroyed, destroyed, destroyed. <laughs> but yeah, like, played it quite a bit last night and got quite into it and kind of figuring people's moves and techniques out and stuff, and it's good. it's really good. Okay, cool. Um, you've been playing... What's Madden 25? That can't even be so, out yet, surely. 25 anniversary, so it was the one before ah. 15. This one, if you want to do this and you've been listening, you think, oh, they're all that easy. This one's not that easy. <laughs> Don't do this one. There's, um, similar to Most of the achievements are similar to the 15 and 16 that we've been playing, but... Because it's so old now, there's one for getting an 85 rated like ultimate team. Right. The other night, I went onto like the the trade bit to check out what cards were available, and the, I think there was 19 cards up in total. Wow. <laughs> to buy. So you <laughs> have to probably spend real money on packs. Oh, oh no. so Got it to trade it with you. I'm sure we can find people on TA create a thread for it. And then the other ones, they have like uh, each one's had like a tutorial section. And you have to get bronze medals in it. In this one, you got to get a gold medal in sort of like every different thing that they go through. So some will be like running the ball, some defending, catching, stuff like that. This, you got to get a gold on every one. And some of them, it goes, some of them are like, you got to get eight out of 10 sort of like reps to be gold. <sighs> and then some of them are 10 out of 10. <laughs> so it's just... Oh, no, wait, wait. <gasps> oh, <what's> that? oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. Yeah. Someone's going to win a game. So this week we are giving away Ruby Grim Eclipse. Oh, nice. Which uh, you played. It was quite a nice game, wasn't it? Mm. I enjoyed it lots, actually. So the code for this one is M for Mother. 
T9KH, FF, as in Foxtrot, JTR, CC, X7C, 2KFJT, QR49Z. Wicked. Good luck to everybody who uh, puts that in. Put it in quick. Get in quick. That game's quality. Excellent. Okay, cool. (laughs) So uh, we've both been playing Candleman. Yeah. I've completed it. Yeah. I, I just got to the end of. I can't remember. It's chapter six in it. It's every three chapters in it. So yeah, yeah. I, I, Have you got all the candles in those? Yeah, I've done them. Got just pop them like on Sunday. Is it GTSC? Yeah. So I think I just popped them at the end of the last period just to make sure. But it's got harder, hasn't it? Yeah, like the <laughs> towards the end, and you've got leaves that you have to kind of direct, haven't you? Like kind of like a lily yeah, pad on water. Like lily pads and, yeah. And you've got to kind of, whichever side of it you're on is the direction it moves, but then it's going into like spiky. Yeah, that's the spiky parts. And then you've got to maneuver another leaf on the other side to it and stuff. It got, it got tougher, but it's it's not been crazy yet, but I can imagine the last three are going to ramp up a bit. Yeah, no, it does get proper crazy. In fact, the last the last level was mad. Um, but it's very cool that they introduce they pretty much introduce a new mechanic every chapter, and it works really well. Keeps it fresh. Um, yeah, some of the stuff in the final three chapters are really really interesting. Um, did you use a guide while you were playing it, or did I, you I've just pretty do much it had? I think I had three levels out of. I'll, I'll, go back. So after those three chapters, they, they vary in number, don't they? Then there was about yeah. three or four levels where I'd missed a couple. And when I, some of them were obvious where I'd missed it, like just not a fair turn there. But there was a couple that were pretty well hidden. Yeah, no, I had to. So when I finished the final three chapters, I had five to go back and do. But to be honest, a couple of them I'd really struggled to do the first time around. So I was so used to doing those levels now. And it took me probably 15 minutes to go back and do all of them again. Yeah. Um, which is great, but I absolutely love that game. Really charming, as I say, very interesting change of mechanics every time. Um, yeah, awesome. Highly recommend it. Um, okay, GTA 4 has gone back and pat. Yeah. <laughs> You've been playing it. Yeah, I just, I just thought I'd give it a, cause I'd give it a go because I've not really used the back and pat that much, so I thought I'll, I'll give it a go, see how it is. Um, worked really well. I did notice that on the on the Saturday I was playing it, and it was weird. There was no street lights on, you know, at night time and stuff. Right. And I, th- and I thought, what's going on here? And then I noticed, you know, I can't remember the guy's name, Jim, but you know the guy who's like in charge of the back compat program. Bill yes. Stewart. He, on, he tweeted. Bill, yeah. He tweeted out the next day saying, "Thanks for pointing this out. It's been patched." And he put a picture where somebody had shown is like one of the bridges with lights on on the three sixty version. <laughs> And no lights in the one version, so God knows how the, what they're doing with the emulation that they can change wow. the actual lighting and things in the game. So they fix that, but uh, <laughs> works really well. But God, that game looks atrocious now. Do you know what I was Does playing? It? it looks like somebody looks like somebody's put like a permanent fog over the whole screen. It's yes, so no, I remember that one. and. It must be to yeah. hide things in the distance, you know, for draw yeah, distance yeah. and things. There's so much Stop going things on. popping in, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but yeah, it's so, so impressive how they've done it considering they said it was going to be really difficult to do, sort of like the back compact with it being a completely yeah. different architecture. It works so well. I might go back and because I'm, I'm on 
completion on that. I have a, a random encounter that never popped. So I could go back and see if they patched that out as well. <laughs> Might be able to get my 100% completion. I was really bad. At, I think it was one of them games where I got hyped for, and then at the time I was probably just playing Call of Duty, so I've, I've not even finished the story on it or anything. Oh, um, okay. It's well it worth was, finishing the story. Some of the final missions are absolutely immense in that game. I put it in and I've got a save that's quite early on. That was the only save I've got left. So I jumped in and there was two quick achievements I could unlock. One was for like sitting in a taxi for five minutes without skipping or something like that and just traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, you listen to the radio, don't you? Yeah, yeah I remember that. Um, you kept crashing though and getting stuck and waiting for cars to move. And I was like, come on. Just thought I'd get it. Bye, G. Nice. Okay, so yeah, we mentioned that. I might as well talk about that now. So uh, that was probably our biggest news story for a long time. Oh, no, we talked about that last week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. GTA 4 is back compat, as we mentioned last week. <laughs> just a reminder <laughs> there for you. Um, Jack, have you been playing anything else? Uh, not too much. I've just been earning a little bit of score for the GTSC to keep that ticking over. So okay. there's Grand Theft Auto, the Japanese version on the Xbox One. <laughs> So I, um, the character transfer in Grand Theft Auto is being um, discontinued on the 6th oh, of March, yes. I think. So I'd already done all of the heists and all of the multiplayer stuff on the 360. So it's just a matter of putting in the Japanese disc to my one, um, transferring my character over, then starting a new character, going and robbing a shop, which seemed to force a check and all the achievements popped at once. Nice. So all the online stuff anyway. So I've got to go back and tidy player on it. But it was a nice, I think it was over 200 gamer score at once. Wow. Take that. Yeah, exactly. Then finished off Madden 15. Thanks for the help of Dave. He gave me all of his ultimate team. Uh, Then uh, Dante's Inferno. I've booted that back up for the DLC. So one of the DLCs just got delisted recently, and it's an online one, so I'm imagining the servers potentially could go down soon. So I wanted okay. to get that tidied up. And that's about it. Cool. Okay, I'll just quickly mention Thomas Was Alone. I played that for a bit last night, or the night before. Oh, I really enjoyed the first couple of levels, but within as soon as there were three things to move around, I was just like, oh. This is too much. It's got like pixel perfect jumping as well. You're moving around little blocks of shape, uh, like little oblongs, rectangles. Some of them are square, but they've, they're like called John, Steve, and Dave or something ridiculous. <laughs> really weird game. Um, and you've got to get them from one side of the map to the other side generally. Um, but like Steve's square and little and can go through small gaps, whereas. Trevor is large, <laughs> long and thin. Chris, Chris is large and long and thin and yellow, um, and can't go through the same gaps. But he can jump higher. And sometimes you've got like, if for just no reason, they've just built a really high wall where you need to get all three on top of each other in the right <laughs> order. And then, ah, uh, everything needs to be pixel perfect. Having finished the first two chapters, I'm already like cr- cross with that game. So, um, what do you think of the narration? Yeah, I don't mind that, to be honest, but it, I've got a feeling it could get to the Numa levels of annoyance. That was, it's a very similar type of narration. It was Danny Wallace, wasn't it? Oh, it's Danny Wallace. Yeah. I thought I recognised the voice. No, he's good. He's definitely good. Um, the thing is, with uh, playing that, once you get halfway through, you then play it all again backwards. Oh. 
So everything's kind of reversed. Or I, I think you're upside down Spoilers. or something. It's, it's a nightmare. Because <laughs> you just get used to which piece can jump this yeah. and stuff. And then you have to, and some of them at the end, like you're saying, it's pixel perfect. Some of them towards the end are just like single sort of like things that you have to jump onto and keep hopping. And once you miss it, you're back again at the beginning. And then doing it again in reverse, but upside down is an absolute oh. <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> I don't know why I started that. I thought Jack told me it was a nice, easy game to play. Well, I, I think it's some wrong. easy points, but I think with the collectibles in it, you can. Um, yeah, they're de- okay. You can delete your save and then just get the same collectible again. I think, and that should potentially oh, okay. yeah. hacks. Mm. Okay, so that's what we've been playing. Awful lot of games. Um, let's move on to some site news. So we made some big improvements on to the. Well, we made some big changes. <laughs> I'm still not convinced that they're improvements, but everyone else seems to love them. Uh, so there must be improvements to the. In the eyes of the community, we rewrote again our sales roundup articles, um, which now have some pretty cool things. So you can uh, click little flags at the top to see, <clears throat> excuse me, to see the um, prices in your region, which is pretty cool. So it's fully interactive news item. The first time we've ever done anything like that, really. Um, took quite a lot of work, but uh, hopefully now that we've nailed it, there was a couple of requests for a few extra bonus features, which we're going to try and get into next week's. Um, then in theory that stuff should be going up considerably earlier than it ever has done before so sometimes we were getting them up in the afternoon or evening UK time um, and we now should be getting them up in uh, very early morning UK yeah. time which is which is great for everybody so you can see those sales nice and early regular news Dave yep not been an especially busy week although it has but all our stuff's been like achievementless so there's no point going through that but like the main tasty bits, uh, big one, Destiny 2 was officially confirmed for 2017. Yay. I think we all knew it was coming anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, during the Activision quarterly financial report, they just said full Destiny sequel in 2017 to broaden the franchise's global reach, which along with follow-on content plans sets the stage for growth. And that is it. So... I imagine it's going to come towards the end of the year because it's mm-hmm. big AAA now. It's got like a, yeah. I think it came out like April the first one was it something like that? But it was like yeah, a new it was IP, on it? Yeah. So firmly established now. So I imagine that's going to be a lot more news at E3 in the Sony briefing because they are in. They've got the marketing deal for that, haven't they? But yeah, exactly. Uh, have they? Okay. Yeah, Sony got the whole thing for like the three. Got the early DLC yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, next thing, Microsoft announced their E3 2017 conference, and for the first time, they have moved it to a Sunday. This is interesting. So normally they do Monday early morning. Yeah. Uh, US time, so nine. I think it was nine AM last year, nine, and has been for the last few years. And we've always thought that was slightly dangerous because it gives Sony a full day to um, adjust anything that they wanted to, like prices or anything like that. And certainly it seemed to put Microsoft on the back foot when the whole Xbox One announcement stuff was happening. It was very easy for Sony to win E3, in quotes, by just... Um, Do you remember when they did just, the price and it looked like they just... Yeah. They just <laughs> types it up on Word and go, there you yeah, go, change exactly. that price to be that, cheaper. <laughs> it seems an odd decision. We, well, I've bemoaned it for, for many years now that they should have 
they, it might make sense for them to switch to a day after so, so that they could, in theory, counteract anything they do. Uh, but rather than doing that, they've gone even earlier. Um, for the first, I think it's the first time we've ever had a show on a Sunday, as far as I'm there was aware. Bethesda last year, weren't there? Oh, okay. So this is interesting. Uh, they tweeted out... Um, so it's going to be Sunday afternoon US time, I think, Sunday evening for the UK, 10pm. It's 10pm, yeah. Yeah, they've tweeted out the picture that goes with it is the standard Scorpion uh, motherboard graphic they've been using across the board. Um, lots of retweets by everyone involved at Xbox saying, get ready, it's happening. Um, so yeah, it looks like it's going to be, well, A, it's probably now um, put, a, put an end to ideas that they might do a Scorpio reveal before E3. Um, it doesn't that I would imagine that's not happening now, but taking a whole day effectively to have all the news coverage exclusively to them sounds like a good move. Uh, it sounds like they've probably got an awful lot to to announce. I'm hoping. Um, that was Phil Spencer first, tweeted uh, something. Didn't he? Uh, Jack, did you say Phil Spencer tweeted something out? Uh, he tweeted out saying that they were going to have more exclusives this year than before. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Cool. So um, hopefully we'll see some new stuff that we haven't even seen before. I think he actually mentioned uh, potential new IPs as well that haven't been announced, which is cool. Nice. They need to. He said something similar last night. There was, for Halo Wars 2, they were doing some event for the launch of that, and Mm -hmm. Major Nelson was interviewing Phil Spencer there, and he he kind of just said to him, like, what games are you looking forward to this year? And he kind of had to watch himself because he said, like, (laughs) a load of them hadn't been (laughs) announced yet, so... Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, that's exciting. It feels like they've fallen behind in the exclusive, um, exclusive lists to to Sony over the last couple of years. So it'll be great to get some new stuff, and especially after the Lionhead and um, Scalebound cancellations, Fable and and Scalebound cancellations. It'll be good to get some new stuff announced. I can't wait to see that. What well, we got four months now. Yeah. Do, 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 it'll do, do. By. And then we might get to have hands on it. Gamescom. We definitely, will. There. we definitely will have hands on. <laughs> okay, so um, let us know in the comments of the podcast story what you think about E3. What, what what do you expect to see? And are you excited that they've moved it an extra day to get even more news out there? It's got, it's got to be a good sign. Mark is dubious. <laughs> Not Penny's <laughs> boat. Our editorial manager is, um, is dubious. He thinks that Scorpio might get pushed back no to next year. Which I think is no chance as well, but he's... I think he's, after he's, the, he's the mess theory. that was the Xbox One, I think they're going to be really careful about what they've said, you know, when they're saying it's coming this year and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Anything they, anything negative, they'll just get that. smashed for us, So Yeah. yeah fake Mark, news. Yeah, Mark was saying Not features, features that news. they said they were coming won't be coming. I think they're going to be spot on. Yeah, me too. Okay, uh, what other news have we got this week? Next bit, just a reminder for those who aren't aware of it, the middle of the month means that Games With Gold has changed, so you can now download Project Cars, and it's super wonky handling. And Star Wars, <laughs> I think it's been patched. <laughs> has it? <laughs> Star Wars The Force Unleashed on the 360 and obviously on the Xbox One, and then there is also Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time is still free until the end of the month. So if you haven't got yes. them yet, go grab them. Yes, I grabbed them yesterday. Um, yeah, nice. Uh, Project Cars, I hope to play some of this weekend, so we'll see what that's like. But well, certainly when I played it, just I think it was 
maybe just as it came out at an event, uh, it was pretty awful handling wise. But I think they patched it. I got it on because the there was a lot of Ferrari, and it was horrible. Not Ferrari, Ferrari. <laughs> See, if you have to let me know if it's improved, then I might go back. Oh, didn't it you review it? Nice. No, I didn't re- review it. I bought it. Uh, okay. <laughs> bought it, played it, and then I was like, "What the hell is happening?" Whenever I tried to turn, and then people were saying, "Oh, this is for like this is a real simulation game." Yeah. Like, well. That feels nothing like driving. <laughs> I don't bounce into corners and stuff. Get rid. So, yeah, I didn't play it since, but if it's improved, I'll go back to it, give it a go, because it did look nice. Mm, yeah, it certainly did look pretty. I agree. Um, some good news for Jack. Yep, Skate 3 has been added to the EA Access Vault, so it already went ah. back and pat, but now you can play it for free. Cool. Even though I've probably completed it, but you can it. Yeah, do it again. DLCs as well. Oh. I'm going to have to check that out again because the servers were so bad on yeah, the 360. The servers are really spotty on all the skate games of the minute. So sometimes you can get on and get the achievements, sometimes you can't. Is there many uh, multiplayer ones? There's quite a quite few. A bit, yeah. yeah. Okay. Got to do yeah. online career challenges. You can join teams online, yeah, be part of a team with two or more skaters. Yeah. Well, give me a shout if you do pop it back in. I can hop on too. Okay. Deal. And me. Yeah, yeah. I own that game. Well. Oh, well, I own it in the vault. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's been Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Uh, the weird breach mode that's in it. They've uh, released a free update with more stuff to do with that. Uh, probably the main thing for us is we picked up some new achievements. I think didn't we, Jack? Yeah. So picked up uh, one batch of achievements, but it's actually a DLC pack, which is the new Criminal Past DLC oh, right, okay. and some. Um, achievements for breach mode for the updates all right okay so yeah it was a have you played deus ex either of you no i played the mm-hmm. second one it was a weird like hacking game within it it was it was pretty weird it just seemed like it they kind of shoehorned it in to sell your microtransactions yeah. is what it felt like to me yeah a lot of people <laughs> saying it definitely felt tacked on yeah. From the comments on the uh, DLC. Gone, how can we? Anyway. We can't microtransaction like abilities and stuff. So we've had a weird mode where you can buy it. It just seemed weird. But there you go. If you enjoy it, more achievements available. Uh, this weekend, there's a free to play weekend for Rocket League and NBA yeah. 2K17. Yes, yeah. both of which we think are knock achievements. Yeah, pretty certainly will. And I think it's not in this story, but I'm pretty certain. Has 2017 is also free this weekend? Yes. Ah, there is a trial. We picked that up the other day. I think that is... I think that's forever. I think that's forever. I think that's just a demo and you can play on the game itself and then it'll transfer your progress to the main game if you do decide to buy it. All right, okay. So, yeah, if you you want to play NBA 2K17 for free, then you'd probably play the prelude, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And get the 1,000 without worrying about it. Get the 4,000. You might want to play both. Yep. Um, but there's also a 45% discount sale on NBA 2K17 as well until February the 20th. So a couple of days if you want to buy the game rather than get the trial. And then that is it really for the main bits of news. It's a bit of a quietish week. Yeah, we should mention that we put up a story last night. Um, now we have integration into the Xbox Store. Uh, we put up a list of all the free games that are currently available on the Xbox One um, in a single place for you to find. So you can click through and see if they're available in your region. 
um, all sorts of other goodness. So uh, check that out. It's uh, currently the main story on the homepage. Mm-hmm. Uh, back compact news. Quiet week. Yeah, quiet week. We've just had two games. So we've had Hitman Absolution. That's now gone backwards compatible. And we had Rage, which went backwards compatible last year, but it's now available digitally to buy for the first time on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, because mm. I don't think this has happened before. It's the first instance of that happening, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, questions. Wow. We've yeah. had some awesome questions this week. Yeah, another busy one. It's crazy what happens when you offer a code for the best question. <laughs> We've had some really good ones. We've chosen the... We've chosen the top five, so um, if your question doesn't get um, answered, thank you anyway for for asking it. But if we were to answer all of them, we would literally be here for another two hours. So (laughs) we've chosen the ones that are not necessarily the best five, but the five that we have the best answers to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the first one is actually the question of the week. He's going to get the uh, code for a game. I'll give him a choice of a few. A game. Yep. Uh, That's from Montana97. And the reason it's question of the week is because we could get some quite cool information for it. When yeah. we so the question is, what do you believe the correct time lapse between main game and DLC release should be? So I went and did some research on this. This is a great question. So in my head, I don't know why, but I think most games sort of come out and then maybe three months later, the first DLC pack comes out. Uh-huh which is probably about right looking at what the stats we've done but what i didn't realize is how consistent publishers are with the time that they release their first bit of dlc um so we've looked at all the games that have got more than fifty thousand players on the site and we've uh, had a look at the first dlc pack and see how many days it takes between um the, the game releasing and then the dlc first bit of dlc coming out and there's some interesting things that we can see from like early on in the DLC time. So back in 2009 and 2011 with Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2, Bioware released day of release DLC uh, for both those games. Mm-hmm. And since then, and in fact, there was another, there was one for Mass Effect 3 mm-hmm. in 2012. But since then, there's not been a single day of release DLC pack. So the assumption we're making is that they probably didn't do very well. There has been and some without achievements, I think. Yeah, sorry, this is purely looking at achievement-related DLC. Excluding title updates as well. Yeah, title updates, don't, they don't count. The day one, everything comes with a day yeah. one patch these days, so we're not counting exactly. that. Um, but that was I thought that was really interesting. So uh, Bioware were leading the way with their day one DLC, <laughs> which which they've, they've stopped doing now. The other interesting thing was, as I say, the, the, um, the links between publishers. So 2K like releasing their DLC nice and early. So they, um, for both Mafia 2 and Borderlands 2, released their first DLC pack exactly four weeks after day of release. Um, And Borderlands 1 was exactly five weeks after day of release. Microsoft were doing a similar thing with Gears. So Gears of War 3 and Gears of War Judgment both had their first DLC pack exactly six weeks after release, which I still think is pretty early. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I suppose there is a certain amount of. It depends how long the game is. So if you've got a game that's you know 100 hours, then there's no need to release DLC within uh-huh. a couple of weeks of it coming out. You, th- you're better off I think waiting. With Gears, it depends on the type of content as well, because a lot of people are just on Gears for the multiplayer or just on Gears for the horde mode. So you want to make sure the people that are just there for that aren't getting bored of it. 
Yeah. 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 Because there are only so many maps that you can play. There's only so many weapons, whatever. No, that's a very good point. There's obviously a sweet spot to be found. Mm. And um, a lot of the publishers seem to stick with whatever they've guessed is the sweet spot. So <laughs> EA, <laughs> EA released their first DLC for Bulletstorm, Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4 exactly seven weeks after day of release of those games. Mm-hmm. And then as you move further out, you get some of the bigger titles. So um, Microsoft released Sunset Overdrive, Forza Horizon and Crackdown 2 DLC exactly eight weeks after day of release of those ones. And then the most interesting thing for me was there's an 11 week um, sweet spot that that a lot of them seem to have hit upon. It certainly looks that way anyway. So after 77 days of release, there was the first DLC pack for Halo Wars, Call of Duty 2 Black Ops, uh, sorry, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Resident Evil 6, Dead Island, Sleeping Dogs, Shadows of Mordor, Forza Horizon 2, Forza Horizon 3 and Halo Reach. Exactly 11 weeks after release for all eight of those tiles. And there was, there was some pretty hefty tiles in there. Um, I, th- I thought that was fascinating. So for me, I'm guessing that that is what they consider the sweet spot to be. 11 weeks after release. Which, as I say, is about three months. Two and a half to three months. And I, in my head, I think that's it. that feels about right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like... I'm not the type of person that goes and completes a game within a week of getting it anyway. Um, so I will probably play it for a month, most games for a month. Then you'll, because you've been playing it for a month, you want a little bit of time off. So maybe six weeks after that, you'd think, oh yeah, a new bit of DLC coming out for that cool game I liked. I'll go and get it. I think that feels that feels like the right amount for me. Yeah, it kind of prompts you to jump back in. It's almost, if, if you have put it down almost for good, it's like, oh, new DLC, new achievements, I might hop back into that. Or if it's something you've just played once and forgotten about, it's like, oh, I'll give that another try. Yeah. I just noticed um, that, uh, the, do you know, have you mentioned the cut ones yet? No, I no. haven't yet. I was okay. I was on the 11-week sweet oh, spot. Oh, wait. That's <laughs> okay. No, so moving out from 11, so at 12 weeks, Call of Duty, Activision released their... Um, Standard looks like first DLC pack for Black Ops, Advanced Warfare, and Ghosts. Um, all released their first DLC pack exactly 12 weeks after release, and also uh, Doom, the latest Doom reboot, was the same. So, if you if you look at Black Ops 3, because uh, PlayStation have now got the marketing deal, do you know, for the DLC a month early, yes. and Black Ops 3 is exactly four weeks later. Ah, good spot. Nice. So this data is really interesting, so we might do some um, funky story with this. Um, other notable mentions, DICE released their first pack for Mirror's Edge and Battlefield Bad Company 2. Uh, that would be, what, 99 days after release, so that is 14 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, then Ubisoft, at 16 weeks, did Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Far Cry 4 and Tom Clancy Division. And then the really interesting ones are Rockstar, which we all know take a while before they bring out their first pack. But I didn't actually realise how long it was. So both the first pack for GTA 4 and the first pack for GTA 5 uh, were around a year and a half. Yeah, almost exactly a year and a half um, for both of them. It's fascinating stuff. And the longest So as I say, well... Pardon? The longest DLC is what... Yeah, the longest DLC was for... Doritos Crash Course, <laughs> <laughs> the City Lights pack, which came out um, just over two years. That's probably a little bit too release. long, I think. What, what a huge game that was as well. <laughs> um, 
so yeah interesting stuff we've also done some breakdown on the um average length per year and the average length per publisher but we'll try and put a proper story into that because um i found all that quite fascinating but yeah for me i would say 10 weeks is probably the sweet spot um and certainly anything within a month is is feels like a money grab yeah yeah i agree great question though thank you you've won a game a game <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good one right next question okay uh Dwaggy again asked with resident evil 7 going back to its you're alone roots do you think other series could benefit from doing back to single player yeah so i think gears to be honest i think generally when games try and create a full co-op mode that basically is exactly the same campaign but can be playable in co-op by necessity they have to they have to code it in a way where it's not going to be a perfect single player experience mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like like the gear stuff i really enjoyed the campaign of one but since unless you are playing a game in co-op i think it, it takes something away if you then play the single player it's almost like they've had to crowbar the single player in to the campaign yeah um so for me gears i'd prefer to go back to a just just a single player without a co-op option Good example I've just thought of, which has actually gone back to single player, was Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So, so Unity had, well, you uh, had multiplayer, um, didn't it? Multiplayer co-op. You had Unity, uh, 3 had multiplayer, and Revelations, I think that had multiplayer too. And then Syndicate has gone back to pure single player. I've got, I think, because Syn- Syndicate is so based around two separate characters, and they've split the missions up. That I think it was probably intended to be, you know, like a, a co-op game, and then the right, that's the, interesting. You saw the the mess that was Unity, <laughs> but, maybe change it a bit, yeah. and then they've taken like a massive gap now. They've taken a year off to yeah, find it. More, it. But it wouldn't surprise me because the, the two characters played very similar, even though they were supposed to be different. They were very similar, and the missions kind of had big gaps in between them. I think that it was intended that way, to be honest. Okay. Then, is there anything you think, Dave, that would be better off? Um, like my my thing, I was just thinking then would be like Assassin's Creed, like it's such a okay. good, good single player yeah. experience that adding Shuan and other people into it makes it a bit mm-hmm. weird. Like you know, like assassination stuff. If you're if your mates assassinating somebody, and you didn't get that, and things it'd be a bit weird. But yeah, if it's yeah, okay. story, real story driven games, I think it should stick purely to single player. I'm with you. Okay, uh, next question was from... Good luck. <laughs> it was from Typhlosian Plays, is it? Um, yeah. Do you think team-based achievements are fair? Uh, is that a good example, like Overwatch, the path is closed achievement? Okay, so Jack, do you know anything about this achievement? I haven't played Overwatch enough to know what this is. I what you have to do. do not specifically know about this achievement, but my kind of general views on just multiplayer achievements as a whole. I'm fine with them as long as you don't have to do anything which is negative for your team. So if there's an achievement for like getting killing two people on your own team or whatever or (laughs) playing a match without shooting um, it it just takes the fun away and gives you a disadvantage. But I think especially in Overwatch, Overwatch is 
it seems very balanced and they seem to be nerfing characters all over the shop to make sure it stays balanced and a lot of the game types you play one side of the map then it switches over so it's fair from the point of view that you've you're getting equal opportunities i suppose it just comes down to your team at the end of the day yeah i agree with that so i've just had a look at this achievement description and it's for destroying three of Symmetra's teleporters in a single quick or competitive play game. So it doesn't sound to me like it's necessarily anything massively <sighs> out of the ordinary. There's nothing in a way. Like having that, that character and you being there to destroy that when she does it. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of luck, but again, you could always set up a boosting session on TA. So yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> in fact, one of the main solutions suggests that. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, personally, I don't really have a problem with it. It's, it's no, I don't really see it as any different to any other multiplayer achievement, really. It's it's an achievement at the end of the day. It's not supposed to be that easy, is it? If there's no. some luck in it, oh well, it doesn't matter too much. So I suppose you could lump in the um, co-op bucket list um, achievements in Forza Horizon with that. Mm-hmm. Would you call that a team-based one? I suppose it is because you need both of you to do it yeah. cooperatively. These things like. Um... Stuff on FIFA, do you know, for doing like the having like an online club, so you need like at yeah. least one person to be good at FIFA with you <laughs> to be able to win a game and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind them. I think it's good to get the community together. Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't really have. I probably don't have very many of them. <laughs> but one, one I'm quite a solitary gamer. Potentially suggests people definitely don't like them is the lack of multiplayer in Titanfall Two. Multiplayer achievements. Well, multiplayer achievements, sorry, yeah, not, not multiplayer. Uh, <laughs> you have a lack of multiplayer achievements because I think there were two or three yeah. in the entire game, whereas in one it was obviously all, there was no campaign at all, so it was pretty much all there, all multiplayer. But People are either, either into it or in multiplayer achievements, or some people just absolutely hate them, don't mm-hmm. they? So, I don't know, I like them. Yeah, good. <laughs> Um, next question from Ian Triplo. What's TA going to do for the great June 10th Xbox E3 reveal and what's the only thing you hope they do and don't say? <laughs> so um, traditionally we've had a little office gathering but that's because it's been on a weekday but um, we can still do that. I, yeah. we, got, we generally get a bit of a pizza going. We recorded the podcast straight after last year after I landed from um, <laughs> Portugal <Yeah. laughs> from holiday. Um but I don't think I'm away uh, that week this time. So, yeah, we'll probably get together, watch it on the big telly, um, get some pizza, get some beers in, and then we'll record a slightly woozy punk podcast afterwards. <laughs> we could even live do a live uh, a live stream, beam oh, stream, a beam podcast. Yeah, yeah, we could. That's a good that idea. Might we could sit fun. down and play some games and just chat. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Um, what is the one thing you hope they do and don't say? I hope they don't say Scorpion's not coming out. I hope they don't say Scorpion's going to cost £2,000. Um, and I hope they do say, here's a ton of achievements. In fact, I hope they say, we've got Naughty Dog on board for the next six <laughs> exclusives. <laughs> uh, that would be pretty sweet. Um, Dave, what are your hopes for the presentation? Um, I just want to, I'm, I'm pretty certain that they're holding back you know, announcing what games are coming later this year because it's looking a bit sparse at the minute. So, hoping for some big AAA games that aren't just Halo, Forza Seven. You know, the usual something new. So, I, 
something like Sunset Overdrive 2 or something, you know, something fun and different. And yeah, like you, something they don't say, I'm hoping that Scorpio is not ridiculously expensive. Yeah, that is the worry. <laughs> yeah. Jack? Uh, I think I'm quite similar to Dave. I'm hoping for some new IPs, some new games, uh, more information about Scorpio in general. Um, and I'm hoping it isn't delayed. Um, and yeah. it's a reasonable cost. I'll still be getting yeah, one okay. regardless, but lower cost is always better. So, so yeah. if you said it's three grand, you get him on regardless. Yeah, I'd, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Still> get, <one. laughs> get rid of cool. all the furniture in my flat. And, uh... <laughs> That's not worth three grand. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, maybe your computer monitors. Yeah. And your uh, crazy keyboard with no buttons on it. <laughs> and last question this week is from RK and he says do you think that there's a lack of exclusives for the one is there a certain genre that's suffering more than others yes I would say there is a lack of well certainly AAA I'm, I'm to be honest a lot of the stuff that's come out on the ID obviously I'm thinking with an ID um, the amount of stuff that I've played recently in, in the back of my head and um but I don't think most of those are exclusives anyway. But really, I'm thinking, yeah, we don't have those huge, like, Uncharted-style Last of Us, um, epic, Naughty Dog, mm-hmm. action-adventure games that I, I really love. I mean, we had Tomb Raider, but it's not exclusive, and I don't Quantum think it's as break. polished. That was a bit action Quantum Break! Yeah. Good. Good answer. Okay, well, that's wait. one. Yeah. Oh, that was 360. I haven't played um, that in a week. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lack. I think we need more action adventures and I think we need good quality ones. But I, I realise they are incredibly expensive to develop mm-hmm. and probably not something you can just throw any old studio at. Um, interestingly, Playground are working on a non-racing open world title that they are putting together a second Playground Studio for. So that will be interesting. I don't know if that's going to be exclusive or not. Um, but I, I can't wait to see what that's going to be. Because uh, given their pedigree, that's going to be a pretty sweet game, no matter what it is. Um, let's hope it's not like a puzzle platformer. <laughs> it's going to be Brick Breaker. Like, uh... Oh, man. Imagine if it's Thomas was not alone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas has found some friends. Um, so that'll be interesting, but yeah, I, I think we need, I need, we need something epic. We need something and not a shooter and not another racing game. Let's have something action adventuring like quantum break. Quantum break was awesome. Maybe they'll announce quantum break too. Actually, that's a possibility, isn't it? Hmm. It's been a while since quantum break now. A little while. Yeah. Um, any, any agrees, agreements? Disagreements. Yeah, pretty much everything you said. Like they have tried, though, haven't they? They've tried like with Rise, that was different, and then uh-huh. um, yeah, they they seem to come Sunset Overdrive. We've had so we've had quite a few like, yeah, from them. But they've kind it's of been just, a while though, hasn't it? Yeah, just nothing's happened with them. I'm pretty certain that when they said Insomniac were doing Sunset Overdrive, I'm sure they mentioned there was three games. Oh, really? In the okay. deal, I, I'm sure it was part of that E3. They said they'd signed. Like That's thing interesting. So when did Sunset Overdrive? Was Sunset Overdrive a, that was first holiday, wasn't it? Straight after the Xbox. Maybe the year after. Um, it was, uh, was it? I was in my final year of uni. 
So that was two years ago. October 2014, so it was the year after it came out. So we're looking at three years since then, yeah. this Christmas, this October. That could be number. That could be one of them, Dave. You've, you've get it, get it out there. It's cracking. Yeah, scoop right, story. Charlie said, but they're, they're doing like that Spider-Man game, aren't they? And they've done Ratchet and Clank. And oh yeah, they are doing Spider-Man. Four, so I'm not sure, but yeah. And then obviously we lost. Uh, it's not my cup of tea, but we lost Fable, so we've literally got no RPGs. RPG to, uh, yeah. But hopefully the Windows 10 stuff. Do you know, like a lot of previously PC games might come to the one now. Do you know because of the Play Anywhere type thing and. Yeah, they can just that's true. easily port it over to the Xbox One. In fact, Phil Spencer tweeted something out almost exactly saying that the other day um, about making it easier for, for PC developers to bring their stuff. But I hope that doesn't mean we're going to get lots of terrible <laughs> Steam games. Yeah. Like that um, Firefighters, the simulation. <laughs> that looks pretty <laughs> Yeah, which is already coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good question. Thank you. Um, that's the end of the questions. Yes, if thank you to everybody that sent us a question congratulations to Montana97 for winning a game um, please send in your questions for next week um, and we will endeavour to answer them ok uh, new achievement lists yeah I've had uh, quite a few I've had a number of triple A's a lot of IDs again and some new DLC's ok so of triple A's we had 4 honour uh, with 54 achievements Sniper Elite 4 with 50 achievements and Halo Wars 2 with 57 achievements So Dave, how many of those 4 Honor ones have you popped? Um, probably about 15 but I'll I'll tell you now if you're wanting to complete it then you're going to have to a long wait because there's this thing called the faction war going on and at the end of every round you get to place I suppose it's like playing Risk or something like that you get to place these like there's different areas of the map that are being like contested between the different factions. So at the end of every game, you can go, right, I want to attack this area or I want to defend this area. Mm-hmm. And a season of that takes 12 weeks. So you've got, to, you've got to play and then go back to check how you did at the end of a season. So that's Ooh. 12 weeks of that. There's one for doing every sort of like few hours. They, change, they rotate around which areas attacking and defending and things and you got to do place them a hundred different times after it changes and things so it's it's going to be quite wow. a, i don't think it's a hard game at all i think it'd be quite simple but you're gonna to have to keep going back probably daily for like three months or something wow, wow. okay that's gonna have a very high ta for yeah. a considerable while yeah. it's a long haul yeah um, also sniper elite 4 i think is, is a reasonably hefty completion as well um, you got to complete the game on hard difficulty to get one of those achievements plus I, there was online stuff as well I played Sniper Elite 3 on like that the, whatever it's called Sniper Elite difficult and it was solid so. <laughs> <laughs> okay and um, one imagines Halo was 2 it will probably be pretty hefty as well yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah if you're a completionist those 3-1 games are going to take you a while but hopefully stuff that won't take quite so long is the ID stuff yeah, we've had loads of ID titles and half a crest. We just had Warhammer Quest hit. Yeah, I just saw that. 56 achievements for a 1,000 gamer score. That comes out on 24th of Feb, I believe. Next week. Yeah. Uh, then we had Trulon the Shadow Engine with 15 achievements. Chime. Also out next week. Mm-hmm. Chime Sharp with 17 achievements. 
shift happens <laughs> with <laughs> 31 issues. Shift. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to stream that. I've got to say that. I might go, I might go to the pub before we do that one. <laughs> We've got uh, Typo Man Revised, which we're going to be streaming this afternoon. 20 achievements. Um, IO, which we streamed yesterday, which had 31 achievements. MX Nitro, 27 achievements, which we streamed two days ago. <laughs> a Pixel Story with 31 achievements. And Dave's Game of the Year, Firefighters <laughs> Simulation. Nothing Check out to... the video for that game. There's a lot of love in the comments for it, wasn't there? Yeah, loads of people really excited about that. <laughs> then Riptide GP Renegade with 24 achievements, which we streamed yesterday. We're going to be streaming again on Monday. And it's if, good. If it looks like your cup of tea, join us in the stream. We'll have a copy of that to give away. Yeah. I'm noticing a big lack of Kitty Powers matchmaking there. Yes. going yeah. on? It was out on so we're still looking at that. Yeah, they were hoping yeah. to get it out for, for Monday, but it's not happened. Mm. At times. Yeah, and then uh, we've had some new DLC packs as well. So we had the Deus Ex stuff, which we touched on earlier. There's a Criminal Past, which is a new DLC with 10 achievements for 195 gamer score. And along with that, there was a free title update for the Breach mode with 8 achievements for 120 gamer score. Then another title update for Star Trek Online, The Agents of Yesterday, which adds some new story arcs to it, six achievements for 90 gamer score. Then we had the new Resident Evil 7 DLCs hit, so Band Volume 1 and Band Volume, or Band Footage Volume 1, sorry, and Band Footage Volume 2. Uh, the first has five achievements for 170 gamer score, and the second has eight achievements for 220 gamer score. They're available on both uh, regular release and the grotesque Japanese release. What happened to the days of DLC packs containing 200 gamers? Exactly the same thing. It used to be 250 <laughs> gamers scored, yeah. 12 achievements, 10 achievements. <laughs> used Weird. 170, nice 220, 195, 190. <laughs> all over the shop. Mm. Yeah. We'll have one that's got like 23 in it next week. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully not. Okay, that's the new releases and achievement lists uh, sorry that is the new achievement list that we have got in let's talk about new releases so uh, today we have Vertical Drop Heroes and Type of Man both of which we're streaming um, Tuesday we have Halo Wars the definitive edition mm-hmm. and Halo Wars 2 so Halo Wars 2 is out already if you're prepared to pay a million pounds for the <laughs> special edition or, if you pay us a um, million pounds we'll sort you out of a copy yes that's... we definitely will <laughs> Um, but the actual official release is Tuesday next week on both US and Europe. Um, also out on Tuesday is Vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wednesday we have Shift Happens, Sub-Level Zero Redux. Thursday has Former.8. Form, do you reckon that's Formulate? We have uh, Zombie Vikings on Wednesday too. Oh, I can't see that one for some reason. Uh, are you looking okay. at the... It's there on US and EU. Have you refreshed that? Oh, probably not. That's just been added. Um, and then on Friday next week, we have a load of stuff. Bazooka Wars 2, Ripside GP Renegade. Bazooka. It's <laughs> Bazooka. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wow. Bazooka Wars would be miles more fun. <laughs> Don't you think? Just like... Yeah. That's okay. going to be our first oh, ID title. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bazooka Wars 2. Can we release the second one first and then do a <laughs> yeah. prequel? I'd yeah. love that. Um, Riptide GP actually releases next Friday, but you can get, as we said, you can win a copy of that early 
uh, in on Monday in the stream. Um, Trulon on the engine, Shadow Engine, Chime Shop, and Lego Worlds. Lego Worlds looks ace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested. Um, yeah, all out next Friday. Wow, what a week! Yeah, we've got a couple of others out on Friday as well. Actually, we've got We Are the Dwarves, oh. Warhammer Quest. We are the dwarves and Pixel Story <laughs> and Form Dot Eight. I've got that for Thursday. Have you just changed that? Uh, yeah. have you what refreshed Jack or? edits thing? No. <laughs> You should just refresh from oh, the wow. start again, I think. It's <laughs> yeah, Warhammer. Yeah. Okay, Warhammer. <laughs> right. I scanned while we were doing it, so I've, we didn't have yeah. pre-release objects for that. We didn't have pre-R for We Are the Dwarves either. So. We are the dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's the theme tune. I'm going to be very disappointed if it isn't. Uh, excellent. Okay, thanks to everybody for listening to this. We will be back next week with episode 58 and a uh, ton more stuff to talk about, no doubt. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. Catch you later.